0: Hey, what's up, everyone? It's your boy, Fenyo, and this is the Early Brilliant Podcast. To begin your week, talking about the mess of the sport that is MMA. Not a lot going on in the world of MMA right now. Uh, we had another, yet another, pretty like event. Uh, but this week had some stuff going on outside the fights themselves, so we're going to talk about that. Now, a lot of fight announcements and a very big news regarding Francis Ngannou, so we'll be touching up on that. Uh, So many fights announcements, so at least I got some stuff to talk about. Um, But yeah, let's let's begin talking about uh, the event that happened last week. Uh, I mean, Saturday. It was uh, Mackenzie Darren versus Angela Hill uh, on the Apex. Uh, I was fine with that main event, to be honest. I I thought it was a a good fight, an important fight for the division. Um, Mackenzie Dern looked pretty much like herself, Um, but she looked a bit more aggressive on the feet. Uh, The conditioning looked good. Uh, Well, obviously, the the result, Uh, Dern won a wide decision over Hill. I think I gave Hill the second round where she won, where she dominated the action in the clinch. And other than that, it was Dern hurting her on the feet with punches, uh, caught a big knee on the third round and on the ground, uh, complete domination on the ground as usual for Dern. Uh, the, to me, the, the best, uh, thing for Dern here, the best and the the biggest improvement, I think, um, her hands didn't look as sharp as people were saying. She, She's athletic and she's a big hitter. She can put combinations together. The defense is still not there. Uh, Hill couldn't... Didn't have, like, the, the mind to just, like, set herself and, like, stay her ground and counter because you can tell she was super worried about uh, uh, getting taken down and then Dern was a bigger hitter than her. It was a, a rough situation for Hill there. I think Dern, it's... She's dangerous for sure, and I think Dern has uh, good fighter instincts. Uh, obviously, the technique is very is not completely there yet in the striking department, but I think she has a good a good eye for like counters, or for finding strikes in transition, and and I think the the Dern potential is is higher than I thought. I mean, it, it she's not improving that much, but she's putting it together. She still has. A very impressive uh, skill set for the division. I mean, being a big, here, uh, mediocre wrestler, but incredibly dangerous on the ground. And you have the the threat of the power and uh, making strikers nervous with your. Just with the threat of the takedown, uh, can can take you a long way. So I wanted to talk about uh, Darren's ground and pound because Darren, uh, Darren, is so solid positionally that she can afford to just go wide with ground and pound. Um especially from mount. Her mount is so good, one of the best mounts in MMA. Uh, uh, Hill constantly was trying to to buckle, to bridge, to shrimp, and nothing was working. She also tried to to use the to use the cage to roll over a lot of times. Neb- uh, I think it worked a few times, but they don't always maintain top position. And then The ground pound, I mean, Darren is powerful. She's athletic. She can maintain the mount when she's striking, unless most of MMA fighters. So, yeah, that's a good addition. On the co-main, we have a middleweight bout between Anthony Hernandez and Edmond Shabassian. Mm, Pretty much as a lot of us predicted (laughs) is Shabassian uh, being very dangerous early on. And Hernandez taking over late. Uh, to be honest, Hernandez didn't look in much trouble. I think his chin is absurdly good. Uh, Shabazian maybe hurt him a little bit with some, I think, a knee to the body in one, at one moment, but then it was like all fluffy. The, the fight got worse and worse to watch, like uh, Shabasian, you can tell, has improved the grappling a lot. He was doing like the right stuff, he was Regaining half guard in very bad positions. He was defending a lot of the chokes. Uh, as you can tell, fluffy went for the for the uh, arm arm inside guillotine. Uh, the the same one that he tapped uh, Vieira with. That she, he he sets that he sets that one up from the back right. And then try to turn it into a darts at uh, one moment. And no, Chabasin was defending well. It was good stuff. But it was the pace, the ground and pound. Uh, and at the end, it was like uh, a mercy stoppage f- f- by... I think it was Herdine. I'm not sure. But yeah, but good fight for Hernandez. Uh, good fight. Uh, he needs to... He needs to make sure the the defense on the feet, uh, some of the... Not getting so sloppy with the strike. I mean, the... He strikes well, but he's sometimes, like, open for counter, so the transitioning work was great, too, because Shabazzian was looking strong in the clinch, but Fluffy was, like, finding elbows, and using that that thread. like, you can tell, like, as the fight went on, Shabastian at first, was very comfortable fighting Fluffy on the clinch, and then he was like, oh, no, fuck this, I, I, I need to get out, I need to get out, I don't want to keep defending takedowns, so Fluffy was using those opportunities when Chavassian was very urgent about getting out of the of the clinch to just like land big punches uh, to the god, uh finding the elbow over the when when Chavasian was pummeling for the underhook. So yeah, good stuff. Uh Hernandez one of my favorites at 185 at the moment. And, and to be honest, Chavassian looked alright. It was a rough matchup. Um But Chavasian's still very dangerous for most guys, especially in the air er- in the in the early going of a fight. Uh, Before that, we have Lupita Godinez and Emily Ducote had a pretty, pretty meh uh, fight on the the feet. Uh, Godinez was uh, landing hard with the one too early. Uh, Godinez took this one on on very short notice, I think. Uh, Ducote was starting to adapt. It was the the, the two, the, the second and the third were closer. I don't know. It was OK. Oh, I wish wish both guys, both girls, sorry, uh, tried to, to grapple a little bit more. They are good grapplers. Uh, we end up with just uh, like a mediocre striking bout, but it's all right. Uh, Joaquin Buckley, uh dropped to 170, had a fight with Andre Fialio. Uh, both guys looking alright, I guess. Uh, Fiallo was looking like the better fighter most of the time, uh, but yeah, Buckley so dynamic, so powerful. Uh, a lot of like wasted movement from Bro- for Buckley. Uh, a lot of like unconvincing fades because he's like out there from a very long distance fading, and you can tell like fighters know he's <laughs> faint. Fainting instead of like buy, uh, buying on the fence and then he's using that to strike but but he still has some good ideas I wish uh, Buckley went more to the body he used to that do that a lot more before uh, I wish he he stopped moving so much on the outside because he's not using that to move people into shots so he could maybe fight like a more like I'm more like in front of you style. i If he's not comfortable, like pressuring, uh, he could like circle, but a little bit less and stay more on the face of his opponent. Uh, he has the, he has the to move backwards. So he should be concentrated on, on having like a good amount of space, um, like not being pressured to the cage so he can back out of exchanges when he wants to. Um, and then he could, I think that the in and out style is alright. I think he moves too much on the outside. And I think uh, he needs more more cohesion between his his strike selection. He's obviously very dangerous. He's very athletic. He he has good technique to make to generate big power. He can surprise with when he puts combinations together. He's fast and he's very physically imposing. Uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, I think Buckley, I don't know, I think Buckley is not that young too, so maybe, I'm not sure, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google this because, uh, how old is Buckley? Uh, He's 29, okay, he he could improve maybe, Uh, not championship material in my opinion, like, uh, he has the physical tools, but not there technically. Should be should be in a higher level technically already, but yeah, but a very talented fighter, obviously. Before that, Diego Ferreira put Michael Johnson to sleep with an overhand right. Uh, Johnson was winning pretty much every exchange. Uh, Ferreira um, looked, looked pretty good. Uh, despite like Johnson winning most of the fight, Ferreira was looking all right. But it was like Johnson... Johnson being a uh, he's like obviously he's still super quick he still has pop um the technique with his hands can be a bit wonky but he has good positioning um, he makes uh, he makes a lot of very good reads uh, I made a thread about uh, the, the knockdowns of Michael Johnson's in the Michael Johnson in the UFC and you can tell like he does a lot of clever stuff like right in the moment but it's the reaction time that is not quite there. Uh, he just got got caught like, I wish I had more analysis to say about this. But the yeah, Ferreira was like, like Johnson was a baby in everything. And then he made one bad read and Ferreira, pretty decent puncher, put him to sleep with a huge overhand right. So there's that. Oh, too bad, I'm good for, her, for Ferreira, obviously, but Johnson was looking good. So it was a bit sad in what was probably the best fight of the night, in my opinion. Uh, Vyacheslav Borshov um knocked out Maheshate in the second round. Uh, I'm gonna talk about this one and the fluffy one. Uh, I I don't know if I'll make a video or of an article, but I'll make some. I'll explain some stuff. But it was a good performance by Borshev. Uh Borshov, the thing is that he's very tall, but but he does a lot of like high guard and and rolling, weaving into shots. Uh, he's all about the left hook, but here he started getting the, the straight right going and it was good stuff. It was good stuff. Oh, Mahishata looks solid on this one. I think he's improving a lot. I think he's very young. Before that, Carolina Kolkiewicz just tuned up Vanessa Demopoulos. Uh, she, she was one step ahead the whole fight. Carolina, um, the, the footwork looking a lot better. She's pressuring, she's staying on top of, of her opponent. She's using the jab, drawing out the counters and then with the, with the right hand uh, she's looking so sharp lately with her with her right hand. a, a lot of Karina obviously like a lot of mistakes still like she stays in place after throwing the right hand but but she's still a lot of improvement very late in her career when she looked like she was completely done. I don't know what kind of vitamins she's getting at ATT, but also she's making technical improvements very late on her career. And that's very impressive, I think. Um, the only thing is that it, me, it makes me wish she was in a good camp her career, because if she was fighting like this when she was young and athletic, she would have been pretty good. But yeah, good good for Carolina. Uh, always liked Carolina, to be honest. Gilbert Rubina uh, beat uh, Orion Kose uh, Urbina looked pretty solid, uh, dropping to 170, he looked in great shape, um, and then I think he injured uh, a rib of Cozy, I, I don't know if it was like during a scramble or he landed a knee or something, but then on the second round he landed a snap kick to the to the rib cage and Cozy was like, out. Uh, Rodrigo Nascimento fought Ilir Latifi, uh, it was bad. Everyone involved should be ashamed, Uh, but good for Nascimento, I guess. He wins this fight. Chase Hooper made his 155 debut against Nick Fjord. Fjord was a pretty decent grappler, not not as good as Hooper. Uh, Hooper had a huge uh, conditioning advantage on this one, so he overwhelmed Fjord on the feet with a lot of volume. And then on the ground, Hooper is... A very good scrambler, actually. Like obviously, <clears throat> people meme a lot about Hooper being a terrible, but he has this one skill set. Like he's not invincible. He he's not McKenzie there and, and at one fifteen at the ground. But he's a very good, creative and flexible uh, scrambler that finds dangerous positions from basically everywhere. <clears throat> and I was commenting how Fury got to top position in a lot and a lot of times he just allowed Hooper to, to scramble because they like just engaged in like a lot of like sport BJJ positions. Uh, he allowed Hooper to row for the legs, to invert his guard a lot. And if you see uh, Hooper's fight against um, uh, Peterson, Ocho Peterson, Peterson was just elbowing and punching him in the head when Hooper was going for those positions and he was like okay maybe this is not such a good idea uh, Peterson obviously very good grappler too uh, all three of these guys black belts uh, but yeah uh, Peterson completely like used his strength he used his his size and his positioning to just smash Hooper with ground and pound and make, make him think twice before going for For the leg entanglements from the risky back takes and the kind of stuff. And Fiore was not doing that. So Hooper was got to do his stuff. But good for Hooper. The striking still looks very bare bones. Uh, I don't think he looked very strong at 155. Um, So yeah, I mean, not sure about this move. Uh, Hope he still hope Hooper keeps putting on some weight. I think he needs to put on some weight to compete at 155. But we'll see how, how it goes. Still super young um he's not he's not the worst fighter we ever see in the UFC to be honest uh, i hope he was developing somewhere else though he's probably not going to have a very long career uh if he keeps getting even in this fight he got he got hit super hard a few times uh the the head trauma that this kid is accumulating cannot be good for a long-term career Uh, natalia silva walk over victoria leonardo Uh. Natalia Silva is one one of the fighters at uh, flyweight to to keep an eye on. She's like good, uh, a good striker. Uh, she's solid everywhere else too. So yeah, like keep an eye on Natalia Silva. On the opening fight, uh, Temba Gorimbo. won a very tepid decision over Takachi Sato, mostly wrestling. Not much to say about that. Oh, let's get into some news. Okay, let's talk about the big, the big one when it comes to news. Um, so Francis Ngannou signs with the PFL, uh, a huge deal. Uh, I'm not sure how much is Ngannou making for his fights, uh, but he's guaranteeing a uh, million dollar for his opponent as well, and I think that's that's great. That's great, and um, I, I applaud that. Uh, in everyone wins because it. It makes it appealing for other fighters to move to the PFL to to fight in Ganu because obviously you're making more a lot more money than in the UFC. Uh, Tom Aspinall, for example, could win a few, a few fights and go fight in Ganu because the UFC is not going to offer you a million dollars to headline a pay per view, especially when you're not that popular. And it would be a huge fight. Um, and Ganu also. Doesn't have a restrictive uh, contract, so he's probably boxing too, uh, because we we know he wants to box. And it's all around like a huge win, and then comes Dana White and starts cheating on him. He's taking he he took a low risk option, and like I don't know, like uh, Dana White's being a complete ass over this. Uh, he's just salty. Uh, he's getting exposed for for the shitty payment. He. He gives his fighters and everyone supporting Dana White is a fucking asshole. So there's that. Um, I I don't want to go like very deep into this. It's obviously Nganu making a, a good move, good for PFL. Uh, some people saying like, oh, PFL is not going to make a return on, on their investment. Like, you don't know. Uh, and even if they don't, like, I still support this. Uh, very happy for Francis Ngannou. Hopefully, the, the part of the million dollars for his opponent brings some good opponents for him. Like, heavyweight is a mess right now. Obviously, uh, Jon Jones versus uh, Francis is one of the most interesting fights you could make at the, the weight class, I guess. But, but if the UFC didn't want to do it, like, Jon Jones was demanding for a lot of money for it to happen. He didn't want to. Then Ngannou asked for a better contract and I think Ngano was was in the, in his right to demand for more. The UFC didn't want to to abide to that. And, and now we have this situation and I think we all should support Francis Nganu. Um probably I won't be very excited about his next fight. Uh, never been a huge Nganu fight uh, fan to be honest. Uh don't don't find his fights very very interesting. I thought I uploaded he, the improvements he made for the steeper rematch. I made a video about that one. Look at look for it in YouTube. Um, the fight size Francis and should be there. Oh, well, I I analyzed the, the improvements that Nganu made uh, during his career until he became the heavyweight champion. Now it's good stuff. But yeah, everyone everyone here is Steven Gano. Fuck Dana White, always. It doesn't matter when you when you hear fuck Dana White, it's always true. Uh, So, yeah, um, a lot of fight announcements done like the next day that the PFL contract broke uh, in a typical scumbag uh, UFC moment. They announced a fight between Porter and Gagey, but we get into that a bit later. Let's talk about some other news. Ah, yeah, Conor said uh, his issue with USADA is done and now he can announce a fight. I think that they're being very vague about this, but in my opinion, it's pretty clear that uh, uh, Conor had his leg injury. He dropped out from USADA testing. Uh, He obviously was using the, I mean, don't want to make accusations, so he was probably using some anabolic, um, some kind of steroids or something to, to help the rehabilitation and maybe, maybe using more than he had to, uh, considering he was not, uh, under Usada testing and he didn't jump back in into Usada because he wanted to make sure he was clean, clean for the testing as, at least, uh, pretty sure like most fighters are taking some stuff, but but yeah, that's neither here or there. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully Conor fights Chandler. I don't know. Hard to, hard to care about Conor McGregor at this stage, to be honest. Uh, and yeah, in another like bad look for the UFC, yet another one. Uh, Dana White announced that Sterling is fighting Sean O'Malley, not long from here and sterling says uh, he agreed verbally but he says he's injured for for his, uh, from his fight with hudo that was like 3 weeks ago or 2 weeks i don't know uh, he says he his leg's bad his bicep is bad he needs to get an mri so he said uh, sterling is saying he's trying to get this fight in august but i don't know as far as sterling has said he hasn't signed the deal. He just verbally agreed. Um, and yeah, Dana White is being a complete idiot about this and saying like, uh, Sterling is going to fight 100%. He has no saying this. And like, seriously, what, what in the actual fuck? Um, Dana White stopped being the worst guy in the planet for one second challenge, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Let's get into fight announcements. We have a fuck ton of those. Uh, Jim Miller was supposed to fight uh, Ludovic Klein. Klein is out and he's fighting now Jared Gordon. Good fight. I like the matchmaking on this one. Uh, Gordon, you know, his ceiling is not very high. Jim Miller very old, but looking pretty decent lately. So uh, I'm completely okay with this one. Uh, If Gordon wins this one. I guess he could fight like Alex Hernandez if he's available, I don't know. Uh, Montserrat Conejo will fight Jacqueline Amorim, also a good fight for 115 in between decent pros- prospects. Um, Pat Sabatini is, is taking on Lucas Almeida, this one is a great fight at 145. Uh, Almeida, Lucas Almeida was supposed to fight uh, Hakim Dawoodu at UFC two eighty nine, but that was out. Now they're moving this fight to to uh, an Apex event in June June seventeenth. Yeah, good stuff, Sabatini, You know, wrestler grappler, but still like decent on the feet. And um, Almeida is a banger, uh, pretty lanky, too. Sabatini on the shorter side, so sh- this one should be an interesting one. Albert Durayev will fight the Ar- the Iron Turtle, Jung Yong Park. Um, Just a funny fight, just wanted to, to mention that one. Tatiana Suarez is, is um, making her comeback to 115. I think uh, she didn't look very impressive at 125. She looked a bit small, uh, didn't look as strong. Uh, yeah, and now she's fighting Birena Jandirova. Jandirova, we all know she lost to Carla Sparza on her UFC debut. So probably the UFC trying to get uh, Suarez a win here, but Jandirova uh, has improved her has improved her wrestling. So she looked very solid defending takedowns uh, against Mackenzie um, against Dern. Obviously Tatiana Suarez a completely different level of of wrestler. Uh, but interesting to see if maybe like Jandirova with her new wrestling chops can make something happen. And obviously Jandirova very high level grappler uh, had no trouble scrambling with Mackenzie turn, so so there's that. Could be interesting. Uh and we don't know how Suarez is looking nowadays at 115. Jamal Emers is fighting Jack Jenkins. Jack Jenkins looked very good in his debut so and Emers. Emers also like a good fighter, so this one should be just fire. A uh, good fine announcement. Um uh, not so exciting is Tanner Bowser who will fight Alex Kamur. But I guess 205 needs to keep moving, so that's alright. Talking about 205, Dustin Jacoby will fight Kennedy and Seshku in a more important fight for the division. I guess Uh, this might be like the end for. (laughs) I feel like Jacoby may be losing this one as well. She could. He should be able to win this one, but I don't know. And Seshiku has like conditioning and grappling, so. Maybe not, and size, obviously, in such a group is huge. So yeah, I mean, it's weird to see Jacoby moving from a very like good win streak to now being on the verge of losing three in a row. Uh, I like Dustin Jacobi, so I wish he wins this one, but it's it's not easy, not an easy matchup. Uh, Felipe Buñez, uh, LFA Flyweight Champion, is signing with the UFC, and he's making his debut against Chagas Chumakulov. <laughs> Who couldn't fight in the last pay-per-view sadly because his opponent got pulled out uh so he didn't get to debut his new hair on the cage so um, hopefully chalgas gets to gets to show us some the beatles in the next on the next one kevin lee returns to the ufc he's making his debut against Renat fakret how's that name fakret dino the guy that that wrestled <laughs> Ryan Bader. battle Uh, Interesting matchup, uh, but Fagredinov is very big. Uh, Kevin Lee, you know, former lightweight. Uh, So, yeah, uh, I guess Kevin Lee should have an advantage on the feet. But if Kevin Lee gets tired, he's going to lose this one. Um, I like Kevin Lee a lot. I hope he pulls this one off, but very tough debut for him. Jimmy Crute and Alonso Manifield will have a rematch of their draw. That was a complete mess of a fight. Um, Vince Pichel will fight Benoit Saint-Denis. That also happening in in the Apex. Uh, Good for the lightweights, I guess. Uh, And a big announcement. uh, Zhang Li will fight Amanda Lemos at UFC 292. I'm very excited about this one. Very, very excited. I'm guessing uh, Wei Li will, will go into this one go- trying to wrestle. And Amanda Lemos is trying to put hands on her. Uh, obviously, Willie becoming more of a transition fighter uh, now that she's like a complete product and she's been looking very good. Uh, and obviously insanely athletic, Lemos as well. This one should be very fun. I, I do not see this one being a boring fight at all. Sterling versus O'Malley, as I said, uh, Dana pressuring for it. Um, hopefully Sterling gets to show up healthy to this one, and this one should be very fun. A lot of people saying you know, Sterling will walk over uh, O'Malley, but I think on the feet O'Malley is a bit troublesome for Sterling. Very. Uh, O'Malley decent counterpuncher puncher, Uh, not as much of a a, like deadly counterpuncher as some people say Uh, most of the most of the effective O'Malley stuff is on the lead but he still is longer than Aljo and Aljo likes being the long guy on his fights and fierce layer of takedown defense of O'Malley has been looking solid Um, and the grappling looks alright too so it's not a wash it's not like Ojo will take a, get a takedown and submit him immediately. I mean, maybe that happens, but I I would not count on that. Uh, should be interesting on the feet. Um, and Sterling will need to like set up his takedowns. It's not like he can just dive on an ankle and he will take O'Malley down. O'Malley's a competent fighter in all areas. And a, a a better striker than Sterling by a good margin. So. So yeah, I mean I'm I'm excited for that one. Hopefully Sterling gets to show up in top form. Uh Steven Thompson will fight Michelle Pereira, complete meme of a fight. This is happening uh this is happening at, two, at UFC 291. Also at UFC 291 is Derek Lewis. The, the Black Beast is fighting Marcos Pesau Jerio De Lima. A fucking mess. Michael Chiesa will fight Kevin Holland. That one is interesting. He's also at UFC 291. UFC 291 also has Tony Ferguson versus Bobby Green. Um, a lot of people saying, like, this is criminal matchmaking. Don't really agree. I mean, obviously, I'm favoring Green to, de- to win this one, but Green is also, like, not young. He's not getting knocked out in every fight. But But, yeah, Tony was on a rough losing streak against very high level position, the, the more concerning fight was the Nadia's one because both guys looked like crap, uh, so yeah, I mean Bobby Green probably winning this one, but I'd rather see this than like Tony Ferguson getting knocked out by, I don't know, a low level like lightweight like Bam Anders or something, I don't know, same pay-per-view is Paulo Costa versus Igram Aliskerov. I'm completely fine with this one. Uh, they're they're either allowing Costa to bounce back or giving Alex um uh, a fast track to get a new contender. Jan Blahovich will fight Alex Pereira on, on that one too. And obviously the main event, and it was announced the day after the gang shed, so that and the, that side of it kind of sucks. But it's a rematch between Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje after they had... A tremendous fight back a few years ago, like a good while ago <laughs> actually. Um, and yeah, I mean Dustin won the the first one by knockout on the at the beginning of the fourth round, I think. Uh, the thing is that this one will be the main event for UFC 291 and it is for the vacant BMF title. I do not care for that part, but it's still a great fight. Uh, Dustin Poirier, probably my favorite fighter, so so excited and also nervous for this one. I really want Dustin to win, you know, nothing against Gaethje, but Dustin, my boy. Uh, another cool announcement is Sainder Magomedov is going to fight Kylo Phillips in August 5th. August 5th. <laughs> I don't know English, I don't know why I do a podcast, I can barely talk. And I'm very excited about this one because it's the return of Rinya Nakamura, who won the road to the UFC tournament. Uh, freestyle, fi- uh, freestyle, former Freestyle wrestler, uh, very successful in an international stage. He will fight by Fernie Garcia on August twenty sixth, um, and that. And we have and we have a couple of events uh, this weekend, I think. Yeah, we have. No, no, that's that's the next wing, the, the PFL. No, we just have the UFC. And this main event, uh very good actually. Uh, Kaikara France is going to fight Amir Albasi. So Albasi most mostly a wrestler boxer. Very interesting from top position. You you know we don't see a lot of those at flyweight. Kaikara France looked like a tremendous anti-wrestler in his fight against Askar Askarov. So very excited and I'm glad they're giving Flyways a main event. So very good. Now, uh, let's see what's what's in there in the rest of the card. I think this card is, is not very good after that. Uh, co-main is Alex Caceres fighting Daniel Pineda. Um, like this is not co-main event material, but it's a good fight. I'm not complaining about the fight, but it's like you should have bigger names somewhere. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this one should be should be fun because um, Pineda like hits very hard. Uh, very good grappler with a solid guillotine, solid good from top position, very strong. He's stocky. I uh, contrast that with uh, Casares that is very funky, very lanky on the feet, but also like has some grappling shops uh, should be a good one. Jim Miller is fighting Jared Gordon. As I said, Gordon is stepping in for for Ludovic Klein. Uh, very short notice, this one, but yeah, it should be good too. Team Elliot is fighting Victor Altamirano, also a fun fight, uh, Elliot probably going to wrestle him though, but it should be okay. Karin Silva versus Ketlan Sousa, not much to say about that, oh, this one fucks. This one should be the, the co-main event, to be honest, uh, Guram Kutatelatsi is fighting Jamie Bularke. Uh I talked about this one like two weeks ago, I think when the announcement was made, but this one should, this one, probably the best fight of the card, uh, minus the main event. But yeah, very good fight. Um, Eliseo Saleski Dos Santos is fighting Abu Bakar That's all right, I guess, Saleski a bit on the old side right now, Nurmagomedov, uh, also not very young and also has a lot of fights. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, John Castaneda is fighting Mateus Mendoza. Uh, Mendoza, who made his debut against Jabid Basharat not long ago, he looked like a decent fighter. Uh, so yeah, I mean, bantamweight, always good. Andrea Roski is fighting Don't Tell Maze. That, that one's going to suck. Would you know that already? Uh, uh, Willy Cat Daniel Santos is finally getting to fight Johnny Moons Jr. After they were supposed to fight, uh, the last pay per view they did not. So yeah, this one should be on the main card because this one is going to be fire. Very good fight. I support this. Uh, Kinjo Fry is going to fight Liz Reed. Should be a a decent scrap on the feet for a women's strawweight. Juan Lacerda is fighting Damon Blackshear, uh, Blackshear who fought the other Basharat Farid uh, in his last fight. And Lacerda coming... Ah, Lacerda is that Novo União guy that fought Staman, Cody Staman. And he's very decent. This one should be a good fight as well. Uh, interesting because Lacerda is very high-level grappler, but Blackshear has grappling shots, grappling shots. So, yeah, should be a good fight. And opening the, the card is, uh, light like heavyweight battle between Maxim Grishin and Philippe Lins. Um, to be honest, for, light like, heavyweight, you could do worse. Not that this one is a good fight, but it's whatever. And I guess that that's the podcast, I'm guessing. Uh, thank you for listening. Remember to support the fight site. You can just support by sharing, running your mouth about us. Or if you want, you can go to our Patreon and give us a little bit of your money to continue operations on this side of the world. Uh, Again, thank you, everyone. I'll catch you next week on Monday, I guess. I'm Fenio, and I'm signing out.